0: and welcome to this podcast on some of the more minor albeit significant characters of Macbeth. I'll be discussing the importance of the Porter, the Doctor and Satan. Hopefully this will help us to understand a little bit more about why Shakespeare would include these characters in one of his most famous tragedies. little bit about the doctor. Dramatically speaking, the doctor who attends Lady Macbeth seems at first quite superfluous or unnecessary. He in no obvious way advances the plot when the narrative is building up to come to its dramatic crescendo in Act 5. He prescribes no medicines of any kind, no adjustments to Lady Macbeth's diet or lifestyle, but rather confesses his inability to treat her ailments of sleepwalking when he states, the disease is beyond my practice. The Doctor's significance in Act 5 is surely to show the extent of Lady Macbeth's guilt and the resulting damage to her conscience. In Act 5, Scene 1, the Doctor witnesses Lady Macbeth sleepwalking and talking about what she knows of the murders of Duncan and Banquo. She washes her hands in Scene 1 and never can quite get the smell of blood and the spots of blood off her hands. He is a first-hand witness to her private demise and is thoroughly helpless in her time of most obvious need. We also learn in this scene, through the dialogue between the Doctor and the Gentlewoman, that Lady Macbeth always carries a light with her now. It is as if she is afraid of the dark and the evils it carries with it. The Gentlewoman explains to the Doctor why it stood by her, she has light by her continually, tis her command, which is an ironic contrast to the beginning of the play in which Lady Macbeth calls on the murdering ministers and darkness to help her be brave and resolute in her murderous plans. The Doctor also helps us to understand where the people of Scotland stand, where Macbeth is concerned. He mentions that if he could get away, no amount of money in the world would bring him back to Dunsinane. In an aside, a private speech in Act 5, Scene 3, the Doctor reveals, Were I from Dunsinane away and clear, profit again should hardly draw me here. The Doctor's thoughts are echoed in Act 5, Scenes 4 and 7, when we hear from Malcolm and Seward that warriors from Macbeth's army have abandoned him and are switching sides to fight with Malcolm's armies. Malcolm comments, Both more and less have given him the revolt, and none serve with him but constrained things whose hearts are absent too, in Acts 5, Scene 4. See where commons the tyrants people on both sides to fight, and Malcolm responds with, "We have met with foes that strike beside us." In Act Five, Scene Seven, the doctor's words preempt the turning tides for Macbeth, in which his people start to betray him by siding with the army led by Malcolm and Macduff. As Act 5, Scene 1 concludes, the doctor wishes himself replaced by a clergyman or someone from the church. He says, Foul whisperings are abroad. Unnatural deeds do breed unnatural troubles. Infected minds to their deaf pillows will discharge your secrets. More needs she, the divine, than the physician. God, God, forgive us all. Her ailment, he thus implies, as plainly as he dares, is not physical but spiritual, calling for the guidance of religion and the mercy of God. This is emphatic enough, but Shakespeare stresses the same idea again in Act 5, Scene 3. There the doctor reports to Macbeth that his lady is not so sick in body as in a mind troubled by thick coming fancies. When Macbeth then demands whether there are not medical remedies to minister to a mind diseased, the physician's answer once more is that therein the patient must minister to himself. That is, the treatments can only come from within the sufferer himself. Through repentance for sin, not medicine, but religion must furnish a cure. bit about the porter. The significance of the porter within Macbeth is twofold. Primarily the porter functions as comic relief by lessening the tension in the audience following the murder of King Duncan. The porter also functions thematically by indicating that the gates to Macbeth's home are synonymous or reminiscent of the gates of hell. Shakespeare's tragedies generally contain comic scenes and characters to provide light relief for the audience. Macbeth, Shakespeare's shortest play, and one of his darkest is very little comedy and only one purely comic character, the Porter. The Porter's main function is to come between two of the most intense and harrowing scenes in the play, the murder of Duncan and the discovery of that murder, interposing his common humour and down-to-earth persona to make the peaks of high tragedy stand out by contrast. Further contrast is provided by the topical references in the Porter's remarks. The interpretation of these is a matter for dispute. But the number of references to equivocation, which is the use of ambiguous or vague language to hide the truth, for instance, seems very pointed. Faith hears an equivocator that could swear in both the scales against either scale, who committed treason enough for God's sake, yet could not equivocate to heaven, O come in, equivocator. This appears to be a reference to the Jesuits, who were in considerable danger in Protestant England at the beginning of the 17th century, and who were taught to equivocate as a way of avoiding questions without actually lying, in such works as Henry Garnet's Treatise of Equivocation, 1598. Garnet followed his own advice and equivocated when questioned about the gunpowder plot in 1606, whereupon he was executed. Some critics have claimed that these comments are a direct reference to Garin's execution and entrance to hell and date the play accordingly. Despite these contrasts, the Poeta also provides some continuity of subject matter by likening Macbeth's castle to hell, varying the topical references and vulgar descriptions of drunkenness and its effects with more fantastical supernatural material. Satan. Satan is Macbeth's chief servant left at Dunsinane after his once loyal thanes have abandoned him for the forces led by Malcolm and Macduff. After a very frightened servant delivers news that the English army is approaching Dunsinane, cloaked behind the camouflage of branches and boughs taken from burning wood, Macbeth angrily sends him away and calls out, Satan I am sick at heart, when I behold Satan I say, in Act 5, Scene 3. When Satan appears, Macbeth tells him to bring his armour. Macbeth also orders Satan to send out more horses, scour the country round, hang those that talk of fear in Act 5, Scene 3. Thus it appears that Satan is a combination of butler, military officer, and also an emotional supporter for Macbeth in these troubling times. As the forces under Malcolm and Macduff approach Dunstanine, Macbeth makes a speech about how safe he will be behind the castle walls. The speech is interrupted by a terrible noise. Macbeth asks what the noise is and Satan answers, it "Is the cry of women, my good Lord, in Acts 5, scene 5. Satan's only other line in the scene is his devastating revelation that Lady Macbeth has taken her own life, leaving Macbeth a truly solitary figure when he states, the Queen my Lord is dead, in Acts 5, scene 5. Ironically, the once powerful Macbeth is left entirely alone at the end of the play with only the support of the minor character of Satan, which perhaps illustrates his complete fall from grace.